I gotta stop. <laughs> I lean back. Hey all, uh, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's a uh, Monday, and that means there's a pretty good chance around here on the Common Good Podcast that you're going to have a little red hat, blue hat uh, conversation. Right. Two friends, oh. known each other a long time, who disagree about Donald Trump. Yeah. I'm wearing the blue hat, taking on that role. Uh, Casey's, there you go. Wearing, Casey's wearing the, the red hat that says Trump was right. Uh, well, he, he must have been right about something... Casey, I can't quite figure out what it is, but, you know, stop clock theory says he's probably right about something. All right. So uh, good to see you, Casey. How are things in uh, Colorado? Wonderful. Wonderful. We got beautiful weather here. It's just amazing. I think it's like maybe like 60 degrees and sunny, Hmm. blue sky. Hmm. Amazing. You know, uh, of all the things we have in common, which we'll go through a long list, we disagree about Trump, but we hold so many other things in common, which we think is what's interesting about this conversation. I'm in Minneapolis. It's that day today here as well. It's like 60 degrees. The wow. sky is just crystal blue. Wow. Uh, it's going to be 76, light breeze. I mean, just kind of day Beautiful. you just feel like the, the weather's giving you a big hug. Big yeah, hug and a kiss. Exactly. Hey, uh, you uh, know, Casey, in Minnesota, when you're, when you're in Minnesota, you cherish those days because you don't get too many of those. <laughs> because that, that 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 nice hug you're getting is about to turn into a squeeze that's going to pull yeah. all the breath out of you when you walk outside and someday in January or February and you literally gasp uh, because it's cold. All right, so here's the premise for this for those who are joining us for the first time. Casey and I have known each other for years. We have a lot in common. We're both faith leaders. We're both middle-aged men. Uh, knew each other when uh, I was in college. Casey was in high school and have stayed in contact throughout all of these years. And we've ended up on really different sides on some very important matters, not just politics, but specifically about Donald Trump. But sometimes those two things uh, weave together. Um, and we call it red hat, blue hat, because I'm going to take the perspective of, you know, blue being the current color of the Democrats and red being the color of Republicans. But Casey, I think you reminded me that back in the 80s, those yeah. colors were inverted. Uh, it was yes, the, I, was, I was actually going to mention that. Yeah, if you look at... Uh, if you look at the map from the 1980 presidential election, mm-hmm. you'll see that when Ronald Reagan won in a landslide, that uh, the map is red. Yeah. And now you look and see where actually he... blue. Sorry. <laughs> blue. Yeah. They, they were... And now and now you look at the 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 map when Biden won in a landslide and uh, Republicans are red. So, you know, it's a sort of. <laughs> Just sort of what happens. Uh, uh, but we hold so many other things in common. In fact, just realized just now, we both have grandchildren, grandsons, mm-hmm. that have the same name. Our sons yeah. are, grandsons yeah. are both named Wesley. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, of all the things. Hey, Casey, I was thinking about this. Even though we call it red hat, blue hat, what, what this is not is trying to claim that one is white hat and one is black hat. Like we're not trying yeah. to say one's the good guy and the other yeah. one's the bad guy. Now, I think Donald Trump is a real risk to this country. I think while he, like all human beings, are a beloved child of God, light of the world, salt of the earth, he has no business being president of the United States. And I think he's a real danger. I think his policies are, are problematic and he as a person is a real threat. But that doesn't mean that everyone who supports Donald Trump is a bad person. 
Now, I'm going to inject a couple of things in our conversation later that I think you do this a lot, Casey, in our conversation. We've chosen to be really frank about this. Um, I think a lot of Trump supporters do this regularly. They somehow conflate someone's opinion of Donald Trump with then the, that person's opinion of them as a voter. This happens all the time. I'll give you a couple of stories about it as we go where I hear people saying this. Like, if you try to say you disagree with Donald Trump, you think he's a threat, you think he has no business being president— Pretty soon, like seconds into the conversation, people are like, well, why do you think I'm a bad person? <laughs> why did you just connect my view of Donald Trump to my view of you? So we're not doing that in this conversation. Uh, we think people have many reasons for the beliefs that they hold. We're not always responsible for the things we believe. Uh, we're not even responsible for the things we know. Uh, and so we all end up uh, with beliefs that find us in different places. And we think friendship and community and conversation and relationships is what can really change things. So no, no, uh, no white hat, blue hat, no, no white hat, black hat, just red hat, blue hat around here. Amen. Amen. Can I comment on that? Yeah, please. Yeah. I, you know, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I'm glad that we have decided to take a different tact uh, even though we, you know, definitely disagree. Um, and yet we're friends. And as I've said before, uh, I really hope that this can be a model for people. Um, I like the fact that we use humor. Yeah. That we can, uh, we can find some other common ground in music and guitar. Um, but I do have to say that when you bring up, uh, you know, how that works with, with the bad person thing. I think it works on both sides. It, it definitely is, is, uh, sadly, uh, on both sides of the coin, hmm. because, um, if, you know, cause I have plenty of my own examples of, of people that think I'm a bad person. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure there's, there's people watching right now that look at my hat and just judging from my hat, have already decided that I'm a bad person. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's where we go wrong in this country. And I think that's uh, the sad state of affairs right now is that we cannot seem to be able to look at each other and have normal, rational, uh, kind, yet, you know, very um, heated, but still rational and, and kind conversations about these things that we disagree about. And to be able to do that without charging the other person as there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that's important that we point that out, that it is it is happening on both sides. It goes both ways. And hopefully we're not we're not going to be doing that here. So. Right. Uh, and, and at the same time, we're going to be like this is. Uh... This is full content conversation, right? In other words, like if someone watches a football game, which I'm not a big fan of, it's a much different game than baseball. Like in baseball, you occasionally make contact with the other person, sliding into a base, making a tag, something like that. In football, mm -hmm. the point is that you make contact with that other person, right? Like it's, that's, that's, yeah. uh, the, the whole game is designed. How about hockey. Hockey. Hockey is another game where, yeah, it's very much. Now, younger hockey, they try to keep it from being less contact. And then as it gets a little bit older, it becomes more, more contact. So we do this all the time in our, in our sports. We do it. And that's not a bad metaphor to think about how you yeah. have some conversations. And I think it's important that people know 
when they're going to enter into a conversation, hey, what sport are we playing here? <laughs> like, are sure. we playing peewee, uh, you know, no contact hockey, or are we playing full check kind of hockey? Yeah. Um, and, you know, right. but even though you make contact in hockey, I'm just going to belabor this sports analogy to the, you know, to the, the end of it. Uh, <laughs> and as someone who's easily bothered by sports and sports analogy, I, yeah. I would be, be sensitive about this. Um, like there's some contact you can't make in hockey. There's some things you can't do. Every sport has, you know, you can't hit someone from behind. You can't slash. There's things you don't get to do. So you have to sort of decide. And we've decided, look, we're going to be frank about this. We text back and forth uh, all the time. I think if some people read our text messages, they might think like, man, these guys are, first of all, snide, a little bit funny. But they're also really like kind of aggressive. But I think that's part of the deal, right? We know it's not personal. I'm yeah. not thinking badly about you. I'm competing That's ideas cool. and we're sharing these ideas. So this conversation comes out of that, you know, regular routine of us being in conversation and texting. Uh, and then we talk wow. about it, talk about it here. So I want people to know we're going to like, we're going to raise issues and go at it and say, I want to know how you think about this. Uh, mm-hmm. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think it's crucial that I'm able to make your point in a way that you would feel comfortable that I've understood you that yeah. if I had to speak in your in your absence, you would be able mm-hmm. to say, if you ask Doug what Casey Franklin thinks about Donald Trump, what he will tell you will be accurate. Uh, and I want to get to that point because there's no point in having an argument with an idea that someone doesn't hold. And I feel like yeah. in our politics and our culture, we do this all the time. We end up having an argument with someone about an idea that the person doesn't actually even believe in. Yeah, no, that's really true. All right. So you ready to uh, you ready you ready to dive in? Um, sure. I, I, I suggested uh, uh, that you raise some things that bother you about Joe Biden because, the, and and this is one of the interesting things, Casey. I think this is where you and I come at this a little bit differently. Hmm. I, I am very engaged in politics. I think a lot about them. I think a lot about policy. I pay attention. I follow politics and policy the way some people follow sports. I actually enjoy it. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, let's not talk about policy. Let's not talk about politics. I like that stuff. You know, I end up talking about politics and religion as a faith leader. (laughs) I talk about religion. Two things. Yeah. And I like talking about the interplay of them. Yeah. And how they go together. Right. So, so you and I, we, we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But my opposition to Donald Trump is not just opposition to republicanism. It's not like I'm just like hey, anybody who's holding the republican banner in the front, the what's often called the standard bearer, I'm just going after them because I think republicans are fully and completely the problem. I think mm-hmm. at a national level republicans have lost their courage and now support things they never did before and there's all kinds of change that's afoot in the Republican Party, and I think it's worth worth noting. But my, my problem is not straight up with every Republican, certainly not every Republican voter. It's not like that. Specifically with Donald Trump. I feel like you, though, think that Democrats as a whole, politicians and Democratic voters, are socialists, Marxists, don't have America's best interest in mind, that as a whole, you think Democrats are a problem. And your biggest problem with Joe Biden is that he's the head of the Democrats. I'm guessing you had similar issues with Obama. I'm guessing had Hillary Clinton won, you would have had issues with her simply because they're Democrats. So you'd go after Nancy Pelosi and all the rest of it. 
Do, do I have you right that your problem is not specifically with someone named Joseph R. Biden? Your issue is Democrats as a whole are bad for America and want to see things happen in America that would be harmful, damaging, not good for America. Is that is that is that fair? Yeah, I think you're yeah, you're pretty close. Um, and it's not personal. It's it's the party and the party platform and what they represent as a party. And I and I have to say the one the one thing that I admire about the Democrat Party is that they they have figured out how to be fairly unified and fairly uh, on the same page with hmm. almost almost every issue. And uh, so they're very strong because of that. And they they all talk out the same talking points. I mean, uh, by and large. So, yeah, I would say, you know, you're pretty you're pretty accurate there with with that assessment. Yeah. And, and so I think sometimes then that becomes more um, I think I think Democrats then hear, hey, here's a Trump supporter, Casey or someone else who just basically thinks that those of us who represent the majority of voters in America who vote for Democrats, the majority of America is bad for America. The majority of the people who think about their politics are thinking in ways that you believe are bad for America. And that sets up, I don't know, a different, uh, because your critique, uh, if I hear it right and I read it regularly, is not like, hey, this is going to work better or that's going to work better or this policy is leaving these people out and this policy is including these people. It is, you people are Marxists, you have a secret plot to damage and destroy America, and we don't see all of it. We only see pieces of the of the you know the iceberg. But underneath, you have actually an entire plan to remake America so it's no longer capitalist. It no longer includes everyone. It's going to lock people up. Like it's that kind of view that you think if Democrats really had all the control they want, look out because America as we know it won't exist in the future. Is that fair? I think you're, yeah, you're pretty close. Uh, I'd say you're about 90%. And the thing is, though, um, when you say the majority, um, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if you think that the majority of the population or the, the electorate, people who do vote, are voting Democrat, um, on a regular basis or whatever. I don't know. I, I would take issue with that. I'd, I'd say it's a little more 50-50, and it just depends on the election. It depends on where, what part of the country, um, uh, what, you know, what's going on. I mean, things flip-flop back and forth quite a bit. I mean, Donald Trump did win in 2016, so would you say then that the majority of the, popu the voter population um, – Voted Republican or would you no, say I think no? They voted for, I think they voted for, because the, you don't win the presidency on the popular vote. Popular vote. More yeah. people voted for the Democrat than people voted for the Republican. That has been true <laughs> in every election except one in the last mm -hmm. 25, 35 years. Yeah. I, I, look, I think the numbers are uh, unshakable. 
But whether it's 50% or 52% or a greater majority than that, the idea, and look, I would say the same thing to my Democratic friends. If you believe that Republicans want to destroy America, mm -hmm. you are in a different conversation than those of us who believe we have a wide range of beliefs in a pluralistic society. People take a variety of opinions. We have varying perspectives that all have to be negotiated. And the beginning of that is the belief that people are doing this in good faith. Now, they could be wrong, but they don't want to do harm. Mm. You think, though, that Democrats actually do want to unravel the things that we hold to and believe in. And you, it's not like you just came up with this six months ago or a year ago. It's not like, hey, you know, something kind of happened in pick a date. You're, you're like, no, from the beginning. I mean, let's go all the way or begin. And maybe go back to FDR, like, you know, with the right. great society. Like you get back into the 20s and for the last 100 years of a 260, 70 year history of America, this party wants to see the demise of the American dream. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just got to say that not only is not true, it's not true. It's all, I, I can barely, it's not true. It really, even though, look, we're friends, I think that perspective does not leave a lot of room for people to have any view other than you want to see us eliminated from the country. You don't want a Democrat to exist in America. All right. Can I comment on that? Oh yeah. You don't have to ask. Just comment. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I may, sure it may you're... never be done. No, it could go on to an hour long <laughs> and interrupt me in the middle of any soliloquy. They could be interrupted yeah, at any point. Like... <laughs> be made better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, I, th I feel like what you're saying is exactly what the Democrats are trying to do right now, which is eliminate Republicans. They want a one-party rule, and they're almost there. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I don't want one-party rule. I, I, I believe in our two-party system, and I think it's good to have different ideas, and I think it's good that we have different uh, parties and different viewpoints, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I think uh, free speech is very important, but it's under attack right now by the Democrats. And uh, I believe, yeah, you're right. The Democrat platform, if you really study it, which most people don't, going back uh, to FDR and Woodrow Wilson, I mean, these were globalists. These were, these were people who believed in uh, segregation. They were racist. Uh, I mean, let's go back to uh, the Civil War. <clears throat> the, the South was ruled by the Democrats. The Democrats were the party of slavery. So, sure. you know, you study the history. Well, you'll yeah, but, see but Casey, that. Casey, look, the Democrat, the name Democratic Party, the name Republican Party have gone through many machinations since the 1860s. Sure. So the, to, to say the modern day Republican Party is like the modern is like the 1860s Republican Party wouldn't be wouldn't be honest. It was not true about Democrats either. I mean, if we could at least stay in the last 100, sure. 100 years. Sure, but you can't deny the history either. Sure. And they're they're, they're racist. Of, yeah. yeah. History has a way of progressing. Uh, and, and history also has a way of uh, having things embedded 
that tend to not go away sometimes that they're there in the mix in the recipe from the beginning so that that's all i'm trying to say and okay if we want to talk about the most recent times you know our lifetime or the last you know 10 or 20 years um you know the demo and and again i'm not i don't want to say democrats because that means i'm pointing to individual people right Mm-hmm. What I want to say is there's a Democrat platform yeah. that just like the Republican platform that people then subscribe to. And I, the way I look at it is this, Doug, um, there are certain people who have a certain vision of how the United States of America should be. And I'm talking about in, in the Democrat side. Okay. Okay. And those people, whether they intend on destroying America or not, and I like, haven't like, quite figured like, out. Can, can you give some examples so I don't sort of deal with a hypothetical of a yeah. amalgamation yeah. Of, of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, who are you thinking you know, of? Yeah, I'm thinking of people like Obama. I'm thinking of people like okay. Joe Biden. I'm thinking about um, mm-hmm. the people that uh, he surrounds himself with. They, I mean, um, President Obama said when he was president, and I think even before, that he wanted to fundamentally transform America. Mm-hmm. And it, that all sounded great because he had the hope and change uh, phrase. Um, but in my opinion, what he had in mind is not good for America or Americans. But what I think happens is whether or not those what I'm trying to say is whether or not those key leaders uh, are di- are diabolical or have some kind of you know sinister plan uh, or not, um, they have a certain platform. And then what happens is is then the media, who is an extension primarily of the Democrat Party as their propaganda wing, uh, end up convincing a lot of people that these ideas. That, in my opinion, are bad for America. Like, like which ones? Actually, get, 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 you know, pick pick an idea. Pick an idea or two, just so I sort of know. Yeah, yeah. Like, which general well, um, ideas uh, are you are you are going through your mind? I mean, well, let's just look at the Constitution. Let's just look at the Constitution. Right. Um, in my opinion, what I see the Democrat Party doing is actually destroying the Constitution. And <clears> like how? Really, really sad. Okay, well, like, for instance, um, right now, um, there's several efforts, and this is just one example, one of many examples. Sure, yeah. Okay. You don't need all of them. Uh, uh, I, so, I, would, I would love to hear all of them at some point, but you yeah, can yeah, send yeah, them yeah. to me in a list, because I'm not oh, sure yeah. there's a long list, but I would, any, any you got, any yeah, ways yeah. that Democrats well, I mean, uh, are intentionally yeah. wanting to destroy the constitutional system of the yeah. United States of America? Well, um, first of all, I see examples, plenty of examples of, um, Democrats trying to destroy the First Amendment. I see plenty of examples of like, Democrats trying to destroy the Second Amendment. Sure, like so. Just just give a couple ways on the on the First Amendment: yeah, well, freedom of speech, of freedom all, of the press, freedom of religion. Yeah, also. all that stuff. Yeah. So oh. uh, we see it right now with Donald Trump. Uh, they they're trying to eliminate his free speech. They're trying to say he can't speak about his current case. They're also trying to say he can't speak about. The Demo- uh, Okay. The election. Okay. 
the, okay. the, so the reason is happen. because he's under federal indictment, dude. Like that, that would be like, like nobody's running around just saying Donald Trump doesn't get to say things. They say that criminal defendants read the, you know, whatever is following numbers. I can't keep track of all four numbers. That's why there's a limit being put on what people think he should be able to say because they believe he's trying to corrupt a jury. So right. that is precisely constitutional. But okay. No. Anyway, but go on. Okay. I, I I won't bicker every every point. But if if your best is like Democrats are trying to destroy the Constitution because they don't want Donald Trump corrupting the jury or sending out death threats against prosecutors, that's no. The, and, if, no. and let me give you another example. Okay. The uh, the very fact that uh, the Democrats, led by Joe Biden with uh, Jack Smith as his henchman, with uh, uh, Merrick Garland are doing all the stuff that they're doing right now is actually unconstitutional because they are interfering with a federal election right now as we speak. So here again, we see the Constitution under attack. Well, when the constitutional system of separation of powers and a Justice Department are being utilized... It's not a violation of the Constitution. Would be my would be my response. All right. Uh, so thanks. Any anything else on that topic that you want to? Yeah. Okay. Then one last from? thing. Uh -huh. One last thing I want to mention. So there's several states right now that are trying to get Trump off the ballot, which I yeah. think is another like way Colorado. I think where you live, right? Yeah, I think Colorado yeah. has a movement to do so. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is unbelievably unconstitution, unconstitutional because number one. Uh, if we believe in democracy, we believe in a republic, we believe in the idea, right, that we can choose our leaders yeah. through our vote, then that means we should be able to vote for people who are putting themselves sure. out there. Sure. So should should uh, every should every person be able to be on the ballot? Should there be no limits on who can be on a on a presidential ballot no i'm not saying that of course it seems of like course you're saying right. that i think you're saying no, the constitution, like, that's my point the constitution yeah. spells determines out yeah. what those limits are and yeah. the 14th amendment and, of the, and the 14th amendment of the constitution is the one people are using okay yeah right that's that the, the, the the argument is that according to the 14th amendment of the constitution someone who is charged with sedition mm -hmm. can't be running for federal office or state office. That's the argument. Now, someone right. can determine, a court will have to determine, because that's how things get determined, mm -hmm. if the person, Donald Trump, is indeed charged with mm -hmm. sedition in a political sense, not only in a legal mm -hmm. sense, and therefore mm -hmm. they're ineligible. But that's using the very constitutional means, the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, to try to invoke that. Yeah. So you're no, clearly not actually, saying no one should, that there shouldn't be any limits. You're saying there should be some. And these people are saying, well, the 14th Amendment gives us one of the, one of the rationale. So let's investigate that and have a court decide. So by people asking a court to decide on the constitutionality of the 14th Amendment's uh, application to a situation, why does that sound to you like people want to get rid of the Constitution? It seems like they're <laughs> doing exactly they're, what the Constitution uh, demands. They're following uh, the constitutional uh, uh, system. No, let me let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. So first of all, this is exactly the tactic that I see the Democrats using. So so what they're doing is instead of 
saying, well, let's just throw away the Constitution and not even look at it. They're actually taking it and they're saying, oh, yeah, look at this. Oh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment disqualifies yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, oh, that's, my God. That's actually, exactly what they do. They should look at the guy. We, actually, let's do it this way. Why don't we indict him? and charge him with something like this so that then yeah. we can't have him on the ballot and then we'll explain it to everybody that that's how it works no it's a reinterpretation there what you what democrats are doing is actually shredding the constitution by weaponizing it which is exactly what they're doing with the law which is another way that the constitution is being destroyed by the democrats but let me explain okay let me explain so I have I happen to have a copy of the Constitution right here in front of me. Okay. And what it says in section three, okay, is no person shall be a senator or representative to Congress or elector of president or and vice president or hold any office, civil, military, under the United States or under any state, who having previously taken oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature, blah, 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 <laughs> uh, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may be a vote of two-thirds of each house remove such disability. So, number one, Trump has not been charged with sedition or insurrection. Number one. Number well, two, number two, let me finish. Number two, uh, <clears throat> you guys are conveniently forgetting Section 5. You know what Section 5 says? I don't. Of the 14th Section 5 says, the Congress shall have power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provision of this article. Yeah, it could pass legislation, which it has passed. There is legislation that says anybody who's guilty of an insurrection or rebellion or giving aid to those who do can't hold federal office. That's what Section 5 means. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so that's what it is. So this is, so a determination now because of a law of lawsuits in multiple states is going to go before courts who make these decisions, the, the way constitutional, um, uh, situations are resolved is in a court system. And ultimately that could go up to the Supreme court, but mm -hmm. federal courts and then appeals courts and so on do this. That's what people are doing by filing these lawsuits. So again, I'm not clear why you're saying that in a disputed idea, there's going to be a court case about the viability of Donald Trump's legitimacy to be on a ballot. And that needs to be determined by courts. That is following the very constitutional requirement that you just read. So, uh, look, you can you clearly hold an opinion, which you can. I hold the same opinion. I don't think that Donald Trump's actions, as they have been litigated to this point, meet the standard of the 14th Amendment. But some people do. Hmm. So, but that's not anti-constitutional, Casey. That's the whole thing here. It's precisely constitutional. And it seems like every time something comes up about Donald Trump, 
all the rules change. Like every example you've given here has been what people are doing in reference to Donald Trump. All the constitutional stuff is all about Trump. And that's this thing that I've said to you so many times, and I know you think I have Trump derangement syndrome, right? Which is like, oh, yeah. my, the man does live rent free in my head. I will admit that, right? Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't pay his bills to live in my head any more than he pays the bills to all the contractors that he has stiffed over the last 50 years. So he lives rent free in my head. And if you think that's undisputed, that he didn't pay the bills. You think all those old, uh, all, all those old builders in New York are just a bunch of Democrat liars too. But anyway, uh, he does live rent free in my head, but dude, the difference between like what makes America, uh, what makes Democrats showing they wanted to harm America is what they're doing to Donald Trump. It's this thing that happens with Trump supporters. And, and I'm just going to say, you don't have to defend it. You can disagree with it. And I'm guessing you would. There's a conflating of Donald Trump as a person with mm -hmm. Trump supporters and America, where the mm -hmm. three become almost one idea. Mm. There's no distinguishing. Trump even says mm. it. What you, <laughs> I love this, what you do to me, what they're doing to me, they're doing to you. And all of you are like, yeah, that's right. They're doing it to me. And they're doing it to hurt America. Well, the whole point of this is that no, what, what the federal system and the legal system is doing to Donald Trump, they're not doing to voters. They're not doing it to America. They're doing it because of the actions and behaviors of Donald Trump. So I know we disagree on that, but once you're willing to set aside the entirety of the legal system, that it is so corrupt that it's untrustworthy, I don't know where we're at. And look, again, if Republicans and MAGA supporters want to be, we have no legal system we can trust in America, just go ahead and say it. But as I've said to you multiple times, I don't know why you can send me texts in one minute that say, it's all a witch hunt, it's all corrupt, all of these people are in on it. But then that same system is going to get to the bottom of Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, Evans, then truth is going to be found. And how are we going to find it? Press charges. Well, I thought the system was so corrupt. So there's this mm -hmm. thing that all the rules change with Donald Trump, and there's a conflation of Trump and the voter and America. All right. That's, okay. that's what I think is going on. You're welcome to respond, but I, I don't mean to say that in a way that you have to defend you. You can just simply say, dude, it's a, it, dude, it's a witch hunt. Okay. That's fair. Well, I, got, I got one more um, uh, prop for you to answer okay. Okay. and respond to what you just said. Okay, you ready for it? I am. <laughs> this, is, this is the video version of the memes that you send me after Here I send goes. you a long, a long arguing text. Here ready? Woo! You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> fake news. Hey, hey, here's here's what I think is great, Casey. Great upset. <laughs> uh, that, that is clever. Uh, I've, been, I've been in the Trump stores, like the little pop-up stores where they sell all the Trump stuff, and it's actually yeah. quite quite humorous the stuff that people come up with i mean i will i will grant i will grant that um but, but here's the thing i think is curious one way that you can sort of take down the constitution is to pass laws that tell people that the press can't function the other way is that as the sitting president of the united states someone could say that the press is the enemy of the people that he could go after reporters and the press as a whole and say that they are the problem and the enemy. So 
it's curious to me that it's like, hey, we need freedom of the press and freedom of speech. But then when the press tries to do its job, literally make little buttons that people push that tell them that they're fake news, they should get out of the room, they shouldn't be listened to, and they're kicked out. So it's just curious to me, again, and, 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 and the other point is this happens a lot, and this is, was sort of the center of what I wanted to, to share with the videos, because Casey and I both brought videos to show you today, and we're going to respond to them. So many of the things that MAGA supporters, Trump supporters say about Joe Biden are actually the things Donald Trump has been accused of or has demonstrated. His incompetence, his mental deterioration, his criminality. And now what you hear, because we've heard that for years, and now what you hear is people saying, no, it's Joe Biden who's mentally incompetent. It's Joe Biden who's corrupt. It's, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they're just now saying that, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, just now. It's it's the it's, it's the inversion. Idea, yeah. it, it, you know, on guitar, I've been learning uh, I've been learning chord inversions and uh, talking to Trump supporters. I'm like, oh, now I'm learning learning these Biden inversions, where all the things that are true about Trump, they're now trying to pin on Biden. So uh, that's just that's a classic way. It's what Trump wants to do, and all the rest of it. it's a campaign strategy. There's people who worked with the campaign that have said it. Their number one obligation, their number one point, is to try to make Joe Biden look as bad as Trump, so that in the mind of voters. They can move on. So anyway, that's just the approach of all of it. Do you, should, should we move on to the videos, though? Because I think they kind of bring us to this sure. to, to this spot. Would that well, be good? Yeah. Do you, let me just make one. Look, yeah. Let me just make one quick comment, and then we'll move to the videos. Um, the whole thing about the press. Uh, I'm going to keep you know uh, pushing you back on this. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because that's how we started out the conversation. As I talked about how biased the press is, and um, I believe that. All you have to do is just simply look at footage. And I mean, I'd love to put, you know, if I had the time, I would put together the montage. Just look at, you know, the mainstream press, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, uh, CNN, you know, all those, CBS. Fox. And look at how they covered Obama. Look at how they covered Obama. And look at how they covered Trump. And that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. So the, the mainstream media is biased. I mean, even the, the interview that we're going to watch that you made me watch <laughs> for uh, preparation for this, um, you know, it's so unbelievably obvious that Welker is so, she just hates Trump. Same with the CNN town hall, the gal that, that did that with, with Trump. Uh -huh. You could just, you could just see it in their eyes and hear it in their voice in their, in their, uh, questions that they ask and how they push back. Uh, they hate Trump. And so, you know, it, it's just, it, it's obvious that there's a bias there. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Well, uh, okay. Well, I just want to make one comment about that. This happens a lot. Whenever Trump is treated like other politicians, Trump supporters say they've made it personal and they hate Trump. It's like the most thin-skinned. Trump is this way, too. You're mean to me. You say bad things about me. You write bad things. When he was asked by a reporter, uh, why do you say such bad things about the press? He said, so then when you write mean things about me, people won't believe you. So this idea that when a politician is pressed, it's because they hate him. That's the, this goes on all the time with Trump. It doesn't happen with as many other politicians, it's this weird thing in my view with Trump, and that is that everything's personal about Trump, and then the voter gets conflated in with Trump, and then they conflate America, and then the reporters hate America because they hate me because they hate Trump. It's just the constancy of this. Okay, put that down. All right, put that down. 
That's not fake news. That's an opinion. Dude, this just like you're literally doing it right now. Like that is a demonstration of it is this idea that if you say something about Trump or question Trump, no one can question the man because, boy, to a MAGA supporter, how dare you, uh, you know, take on the great leader. And it's just the strangest thing, dude. Uh, I, I don't get it at all. Okay. okay. Because well, I'll tell you this, as, as somebody who worked hard to in politics on the side of Democrats for a long time, the people in the Obama administration and supporters of Obama who would say things like, I cannot believe how much easier the press goes on Trump than they do on, did on Obama. They say it all the time. Look, every administration says, how come you're not treating us more fairly like you did the previous guy? They do it all the time. But with Trump, this isn't just that. This isn't just working the refs. This is some other kind of delusion that any critique of Donald Trump is an attack on Trump. Like, I will ask you, do you think there's any critiques of Donald Trump that you've heard from me or from the press or anything that are legitimate? Sure. Which ones? Sure. Like, just just shorthand any of them, like his character uh, or his incompetence or his criminality or just I mean, pick one. I mean, there's plenty of things that he has said that I don't like. There's plenty of things that he's tweeted that I don't like. And there's plenty of times when I'm like, dude, just put down the Twitter, man, mm -hmm. put down the phone, put it down. You know, um, we can do without that. Yeah. But I want to say this. I want to say this. All you have to do is look at any press conference that occurred during Trump's presidency. And I'm, I'm especially thinking about Jim Acosta. But you can look at any press conference. Do you remember how it was like a shark frenzy? It was like a feeding frenzy with the reporters just going after Trump, like questioning everything. Jim Acosta wouldn't put down the microphone and look at, look at a Biden press conference. Well, first of all, he doesn't hardly do any, uh, he has his press secretary to do them all, but think of all the softball questions that the press throws at the current press secretary. And it's only been up until recently, just in the, within the last two weeks that I've seen any tough, hard questions at all coming out of a reporter's mouth, except for maybe one in particular that I can think of, but by and large, and that's a Fox news guy, by and large, there's no hard questions. Everything's softballs. And even when they catch Biden on his bike or somewhere on vacation on the beach in Delaware, which by the way, he's, he spent more times on vacation than at work mm -mm. compared to any president. Mm -mm. But when they, catch him, when they catch him out that's there, that's not true. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So when they catch Biden, they throw the softball questions. They say, what flavor ice cream, did you have? Did you like your ice cream? Oh, cool. So, so you're saying they should ask him harder questions, but then when Trump is asked hard questions, you say that's also unfair. So it's unfair what they don't ask Biden, and it's unfair what they do ask it's Trump? Unfair. It's unfair that there is different treatment. Okay. That's what's Look, unfair. I'm all, I, okay, Casey, but, but truthfully, man, I'm telling you, I hang around politicos all the time. This is a constant argument among politicos. It it never it doesn't hold any weight with me. It's so ever. obvious. The press just, treats the TV. every politician with the same I don't level. Hear, I don't hear Biden. I don't hear Biden or any Biden person complaining about the press and how they're treating him. Okay, so truthfully, buddy, how no. much are you listening to Biden politicos? 
You're not, dude. Like, I, I am. So just trust me, because right. I don't think you're spending a lot of time watching the well, shows. Where all the press treating him? Well, they probably are now because oh, they're yeah. getting tough on him. Oh, yeah. No, they're no, they've been, they've been complaining truly, buddy, since Give me an example. day Give me an example. one. Truly. The shorthand. Give me from, an example. Yeah, from noon on the 21st of January, 2021, they started saying, why are they not putting out all the things that Biden did with executive orders today? Why are they not pushing forth what's happened with, with the, the CARES Act? Why are they not talking about chips? Why are they spending all this time on Joe Biden's dog biting people? Why are they spending all this time on Joe Biden's age? And they're not talking about all of the accomplishments, the international accomplishments, the bringing together uh, Congress to pass important legislation that's changed America's lives. Why are they not talking about unemployment being as low as it possibly could? Instead, what are they talking about? Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's not even in the in the administration. Why are they spending all their time talking about it? Buddy, I promise you, that's just typical. What's different is that no one's saying because they hate Don, they hate Joe Biden and therefore they hate me and therefore they're enemies of the state. But Donald Trump has pushed on questions he doesn't want to answer. And all of a sudden it's, why do you hate Trump? How many times has the guy said, you hate Trump? You hate Trump. How many times have you heard Obama, Biden, Clinton, Bush ever say, you hate Bush, you hate Biden, you hate Obama? No one says it. You know who's obsessed with people hating him? Donald J. Trump. 45th president of these United States of America. So, yeah, look, example after example after example. You take in the news that I take in, which is kind of general mainstream news, and it's a constant bitch session from people about why Biden's not getting better press. Hmm. Frankly, you know what nobody uh, cares about? What flavor ice cream he eats. Nobody cares. What they want to be talking about is all the great impact he's made on America. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, and then people are like, well, that's what the campaign is supposed to do and not the press and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. All right. So should we get to our videos? Maybe the Kevin right. McCarthy video would be the would be the starting point, considering this sure. part of the conversation. Does that feel about right? All right. So for people just to know, Casey and I this morning exchanged videos. We've both seen the videos we're going to show. This isn't this isn't a game of, of gotcha. And then we're going to respond to these. Um, say what you, uh, do, do you have an intro to the uh, to the Kevin McCarthy one? Yeah, um, it's basically just a reporter that's that's asking uh, Kevin McCarthy, and I, and I I didn't see the the beginning of it like I wanted to, but but um, my my sense is that she's basically sort of uh, questioning him on why in the world would he be opening uh, an impeachment inquiry? Yeah. I mean, this is just crazy. There's no evidence whatsoever. No, you don't, you don't, dude, you don't know the question. Don't preload. You just said, I don't know what her question was. You don't know that's what she said, right? Okay. He's just responding to something to do with the inquiry, which he has launched, which has only been launched uh, one time. I think this is the only time. I don't even think the two times that the failed president uh, Trump was impeached. The failed presidential candidate Trump was impeached. I don't even think there was a there was an official inquiry that had to be open because the the evidence was so so obvious. So it's a very rare thing. Uh, you know, pardon me. You don't have to say very rare. The point of rare is that it's very well, look rare. Who's preloading now? Look yeah. who's preloading now? Um, no, I'm saying that that <laughs> that that's why they're asking him the question about this inquiry that he just had announced 
a day or so before this press conference. I think that's fair. But you don't know what question the, the reporter asked. Fair enough? All right. All right. But to so, you? No, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that he okay, says okay. when it comes to an inquiry. All right. So, so here we go. What impeachment inquiry is to do is to get answers to questions. Are you concerned about all the stuff that was just recently learned? Do you have any concern? Have you asked the White House any questions? Yes. Okay. Do you agree that, do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. I can't answer that. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Do you believe Hunter Biden, when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche, that he got $143,000 to buy that Porsche the next day? Do you believe the $3 million from the Russian oligarch that was transferred to the shell companies that the Bidens controlled after the dinner from Cafe Milano took place? So the testimony. Okay, then I go back. Do you think the president lied that he... When but he is that an impeachable, is lying an impeachable Well, you want, you want to know, I'm not saying impeachment. All I'm saying is I would like to know answers to these questions. The American public ought to know, and that's what impeachment inquiry provides. Okay, not sure why you wanted to show that, but talk, talk, talk me through it. Yeah, yeah. So um, first of all, you know, it's another example of the mainstream press just sort of definitely, uh, you know, they're they're one sided. You know, they have their bias. They they are wondering why he's doing this. What in the world is going on? And uh, he answers the questions I think very well, and he brings up a lot of really good points uh that i don't think a lot of people know about because the mainstream press isn't talking about it so i wanted you know your audience to hear uh some of these things that are going on because um it's pretty serious stuff it's very serious okay so so is your is your point in this that the reporter was supposed to express an opinion about those things when kevin mccarthy totally inappropriately says to a reporter do you believe joe biden did a bad thing you want the reporter to not be objective. You want the reporter to express an opinion. That's what you're saying. No, no, I'm I'm saying. Then, then how is that... it showing that she's biased because he's grilling a reporter when he's the politician? He's the one that just you know uh, called for uh, an impeachment inquiry, and then he's demanding that she answer his questions. I mean, that is the biggest bully act in the in 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 weeks that I've seen. But w yeah. what does this show that he's grilling a reporter about the reporter's opinion about allegations that he's making about Biden? What what did it's you want the reporter about, to do? Yeah, it's, it's not about opinion. OK, what it is about. Do you believe when he says, do you believe this? That is an opinion. A belief is an opinion. Yeah. But the point that he's trying to make and the point that I'm trying to make is that the mainstream media press is unbelievably uncurious. uncurious. How, how does this show she's uncurious when he says, oh, 
do you, have you asked the White House question? She says yes. And then he starts saying, do you believe this? Does this bother you? Why is mm-hmm. he, like, dude, that, that is not, like him bullying a reporter oh, no. is it's, not. It's about curiosity. It's about the press doing How does their it job. show she's not curious? She's literally there asking him questions about why this, he doesn't have to be defensive about it. He could say, well, I'm glad you asked. Here's why. Instead, he mm-hmm. says, oh, you're the problem. You're not doing your job. I mean, good golly. Casey, I've been begging you, you know, like you and I have anything to do with reality, begging you for evidence of any of this. Like, please show me anything. And it's like, he went to dinner and then he got a Porsche and therefore he's corrupt. Like, that's literally what what McCarthy just said. So, uh, okay. Uh, All right. Anything else that that somehow... Well, no, tell, tell me what your frustration is, because you think it's not a big deal or you think that's not what just happened in the video. No, the, my frustration is that this, this is an example of how the media is implicitly biased and uncurious about what is going on with the How Biden does it show crime. that? How does him asking that reporter show that? Oh my gosh. Wow. I think he was he was expressing frustration with okay. how so, the press has been treating this the entire time. Okay. So so it's not about that reporter. He was just you saying go. you people don't you don't care about these things. And you know what most people don't? Yeah. They don't care about yeah. these things. They they really don't. It's true. And I know that's frustrating for Republicans, but look, I know a lot of Democrats. I'm one of well, them who don't who don't care about, about a lot of things. Right? They don't care about president taking bribes from foreign entities. Yeah, go ahead and, and show it's a bribe. You, dude, you show it's a show it's a bribe and people will care. Yep. Okay. He, Say he, he went to dinner. A billion dollars okay. No. Money. Okay. We'll he get to that, dude. Once there's a Okay, Casey, what I don't want to do here is just like oh. literally have like allegations then be turned into these were bribes and look, as I've said to you so many times. The moment there is a charge, a criminal charge, and that criminal charge can be brought by Congress, that criminal charge can be brought by a prosecutor, that changes the ballgame. But right now, months and months and years of this, we're talking five and six years ago, an entire impeachment of Trump that went on because Trump wanted this stuff to be investigated, and still we got nothing. So fair enough. Thanks for showing the video. Uh, can I show you uh, the the Welker video, uh, the the one the, yeah, the interview sure. one? We can talk about. It. All right, so this is from uh, Meet the Press on Sunday. Um, Casey's video was actually pulled from YouTube, um, uh, a reporter on YouTube. Mine, I had to point my camera at my computer screen and then record it oh. because it's so fresh. It's not yet on YouTube, so uh, that's why oh. the quality is the way that it is. Um, uh, and this is uh, uh, the the interviewer, uh, Kristen Welka. Uh, Welker asking Trump uh, about January 6th. Do you want to say anything about it before we, uh, before we get into it? All right. Um, so, uh, all right, here we go. Let's move on to January 6th and the allegations that you tried to subvert the election. And again, I just want to give you a chance to talk about this because voters want to hear about yeah. this. The most senior lawyers in your own administration and on your campaign told you that after you'd lost, 
more than 60 legal challenges that it was over. Why did you ignore them and decide to listen to a new outside group? Because I didn't respect them. Uh, You'd hire them. Sure, but that doesn't mean, you know, you hire them, you never met these people, you get a recommendation, they turn out to be rhinos or they turn out to be not so good. In many cases, I didn't respect them. But I did respect others. I respected many others I, that, that said the election was rigged. You called some of your outside lawyers. You said they had crazy theories. Why were you listening to them? Were you listening to them because they were telling you what you wanted to hear? You know who I listened to myself? I saw what happened. I watched that election, and I thought the election was over at 10 o'clock in the evening. You were listening to your instincts. Uh, my instincts are a big part of it. That's been the thing that's gotten me to where I am, my instincts. But I also listen to people. There are many lawyers. I could give you many books. Uh, I, there are books that are written on how the election was rigged. There are numerous books that were written on how the election was Just rigged. to be clear, were you listening to your lawyer's advice or were you listening to your own instincts? I was listening to different people. And when I added it all up, the election was rigged. All right. What did you hear in that in that interview, Casey? How did that strike you? Well, I mean, first of all, um, it, it just it blows my mind that all pretty much all Democrats and the Democrat media want to talk about is January 6th. It all goes back to January 6th all the time. And <clears throat> I just love how she she sort of uh, takes this uh, inquisition you know, approach with him. Were you listening to your lawyers or were you listening to your own instincts? I mean, who are you listening to? I mean, what does it matter? Why, why does it matter who he was listening to? People can make their own decisions. They can come to their own conclusions. We all listen to lots of things all day long, all year long, and we make our own decisions. We come to our own conclusions and come to our own opinions about something. Uh, so it, it's just... It's more of the same. It's more okay, the same. here's here's what I see. I see somebody in from the mainstream media, the longest running news show, the longest running show in American history, one of the highest watched political shows on NBC, said to Donald Trump, "Tell us your side. Why did you?" Why did you believe the people you believed? People want to hear from you. <clears throat> That's what happened. She just simply asked the question, tell us. And then he says, well, I listened to the lawyers that I wanted to listen to. And she said, why didn't you listen to the others that were telling you these things? Because under sworn testimony, the lawyers have said they told you that the election was not rigged. And then he says, because the lawyers are untrustworthy. They were bad lawyers. I mean, the guy's habit of doing this, it's unbelievable, right? He hires people, he uses them. Then she comes back two or three more times. Sir, you're under federal indictment for your actions on January 6th as related to uh, the, the certification of the Electoral College votes. You're under indictment in Georgia for trying to overturn the election there. Those both have to do with your belief in the election. Tell us why you listen to the people you listen to. And you take that as bias. I take that as, here's your chance. Say it to the mainstream audience. And what does Trump say? Well, I didn't listen to my lawyers. I listened to myself. Now, now I'll tell you why she was pressing on the question. Did you listen to the lawyers or yourself? Because Trump's lawyers have publicly said 
and you've said to me in text messages, the president took the advice of his lawyers. He wasn't trying to overthrow an election. His lawyers were telling him that the election was fraudulent. Therefore, under a statute that allows a person to claim uh, counsel from a lawyer, you're protected from a crime. In other words, if you and I go into business together and we ask our lawyer, can we set up the business like this? And our lawyer says, yes, you can set it up like this. And then the IRS or the the, the, the uh, Justice Department wants to charge us for how we set up our business, we can say, no, our lawyer said we could, so our lawyer might be culpable, but we're not as culpable. That's been Trump's defense. He has made that argument publicly himself, and his lawyers have made it in writing to courts. That's why she's asking him. When he said, I listened to myself, at 10 o'clock on election night, I thought I had won. That's when I thought the election was over. They weren't even done counting. And then she says, but your lawyers were telling you one thing, and you said you listened to your lawyers. That's why she was pressing the question. She wasn't pressing the question just randomly, like, like this is a, an informed journalist asking questions. So that's what I hear when I watch this. And I know we've done this a couple of times where we watch a thing, and we're like, you see this, and I'm like, and I see this, right? That's, I mean, that's part of the issue um, that goes on here. So I will just say, look, uh, for all the arguments of like Trump doesn't get a fair shake, I'm like, how many more fair shakes can this guy get to stand in front of the American people and say what he wants? But you feel like her even raising January 6th is in and of it. Uh, t- tell me if this is right. I think you feel that her even raising January 6th shows that she's obsessed and she's just trying to get Trump. Yeah, like all the other Democrats, okay. like Jack Smith. So you don't like, think it's a fair you don't think it's a fair press question to ask the president of the United States to make his case if he chooses to come on the newscast about the, the press, indictments. The press, freedom of the press. The press can ask anything they want. I'm just telling you that the part of the interview that I watched. I saw someone who does not like Trump, who did not like his answers, would interrupt him every chance she got, try to steer him back to what she wanted to talk about. He's not allowed to talk about what he wants to talk about. Um, it was very antagonistic and hostile. And this is how the, tr- the press treats Donald Trump. If you were to take that interview and compare it to almost any interview such like that, of Joe Biden, you would see such a different, I mean, the interviewers that interview Biden in a one-on-one like that, they're like, oh yeah, tell us about your accomplishments. Oh yeah. Tell us about uh, your ideas. Well, here's, here's Scott from the, from the chat. Scott Weber (sighs) writes, that reporter was pathetically deferential to Trump. She cushioned her questions in so many qualifiers and gave no pushback. Wow. I agree with Scott. When I was listening to it, I remember walking down my stairs behind me and I remember saying out loud, because I tend to do this when I'm at home alone and Shelly wasn't here and I'm watching this stuff, talking out loud like a crazy person wandering around my basement, like, ask him a follow-up question. Like, I'm yelling that out loud because I'm like, she's not pushing him at all. 
So I know you see it because anytime, again, I think this is the basis. Anytime anybody questions Trump about anything, it is personal and they hate him. If you're not for him, you hate him and you hate America. Well, and dude, I'm just well, like... You're, you're, you're the one that talks about Trump hatred being a real thing. So oh, I know people hate Trump. <laughs> no, I, for sure people hate Trump. I, wa- I want yeah. them to oppose. I want people to oppose Trump. Yeah. But I, what I don't want, uh, even worse, I think, are people who think that all Democrats are anti-American. Um, all right. Do, do you want to show this other video? Do you want to show the Biden the Biden video? And then I've got those um, last two. Let me just share one more. Yeah. And then right before we go to that, I just want to share one more thought. When you were talking about the, the lawyer thing and setting yeah. up a business and all that kind of stuff, um, there's something called attorney-client privilege also. Yeah. And Jack Smith is trying to pierce that every chance he gets. He's trying to get the notes from Trump's attorneys that are supposed to be private and protected by attorney-client privilege. So that, again, when you talk about lawyers and who he's listening to, who he's talking to or whatever, and I'm sure he was talking to a lot of different people, and I'm sure he had lawyers who were telling him, don't don't do this. Just leave it alone. The election was fine. And I'm sure you had lawyers that were saying, hey, I think there's something strange going on. We need to push a little bit and see what our options are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you when you hire advisors, um, you hire advisors to give you a a wide range of views so that then you can listen to different people and then make your own decision. And yeah. I believe that's what Donald Trump is talking right. about. But the moment you say, therefore, I made my own decision, you now don't have the ability to say, I was simply following the advice of my attorneys. You're now, he, he now publicly has said, I was not following the advice of my attorneys. I took in information, made my own call. That's the point. Maybe, Look, maybe and yes, yes, Jack Smith what has. I what I heard him it. say was that his instincts were a part of the decision. I did not hear him say, I did not listen to my lawyers. I made my own decision. I went by my own instincts. I can replay it for you. That's what he said. At the end, he said, she said, just again, because she wants to clarify, didn't want him to be in an awkward spot. Do you want to clarify that? And he said, I took in a lot of opinions and information, and then I made the decision. That's how things work. I know, Casey. But you then, make your own decision. But then, so let's just settle that. Let's not come back to that. Therefore, based on that, you can't say I was simply following my lawyer's advice. I listened to my lawyers and, and I made my decision. That's based different. On legally, to my lawyers I'm just saying legally, if you want to, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but I do play one on the podcast. If you, um, if you want to claim that I was simply following the advice of my lawyers, you don't get to say they were just one of the information pieces, okay. which is which, which is so what this is the this is the gotcha. No, this is law, this buddy. Is gotcha this is where we're gonna be able to get him now. We got yeah. Trump. Yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. We got Trump we got when, he committed, when he committed the crimes. Yeah, yeah, because he commits the crimes on tape, well, on, on recordings. Uh, okay, do you want to yeah. show the Biden? Do you want to show the Biden uh, the, the Biden one? And yeah, sure. Do, do you want do you want to set set this one up at all? Anything you want to say about it before? Uh, is this the nine eleven one or which yeah. one is this? Nine eleven one. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this is Joe Biden um, giving a speech on nine eleven, and uh, <clears throat> I'll I'll comment after. Okay. So uh, here we go. 
I mean, the music. I join you on this solemn day to renew our sacred vow. Never forget. Never forget. We never forget. I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. For all those who still bear the wounds from the Syrian okay. September morning. Okay. I know how hard it is. Okay, like so that was Biden in Alaska on uh, a week ago on uh, September 11th at an Air Force base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, to me that was very troubling because, number one, um, Joe Biden broke 21 years of tradition as a current president by not visiting one of the sacred 9-11 sites on the anniversary of 9-11. And I think that speaks volumes. He he was actually as far away in the continental United States as you can possibly be from <laughs> any of the sites uh, of 9-11, which I think, again, makes a strong statement. Uh, number two, uh, it's just appalling to me that on such a sacred day, he would tell yet another lie i mean who which lies? was lie? what was the lie? the lie was that he was there the next day he says i was there the next day looking at the wreckage he wasn't there the next day he wasn't there for until nine days later he showed up there did you did so, you listen to the whole speech or just that clip no. see you know there's a cut in there right he makes a statement and then mm-hmm. said, and it cuts into, and then the next day, he wasn't saying September 12th. He was referring to something else and then said, and then the next day after that something else, I was there mm-hmm. looking into it. And all of you mm-hmm. folks with your free mm-hmm. speech and all the rest are trying to say, oh, he said he was there on September 12th. The whole thing was shut down on September 12th. There was no one, no one was there. So mm-hmm. you call it a lie. And it's an edit. It's an edit that then mm. makes an impression. So fair enough. Mm. If, if, if he either forgot, said the wrong words, or misintended mm. his words, go after that. If mm. it's an edit, mm. let's, not, let's not do that. Anything yeah. else on that one? I'll have to, I'll have to uh, watch that. A little closer to yeah, see. Yeah, you can go, you can uh, go look. Yeah, you just, 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 they, they have all of, all of his speeches. You can just go look at the speeches, get the text, and you can read it. Um, okay. Hey, in, uh, in, uh, I, I actually think some president was going to break how many years in a row are we going to go to the location? For a lot of years, presidents went to Hawaii and to Pearl Harbor, and then they stopped. I think 21 years is enough where the only place the president has to be on that day is at one of the sites. It doesn't mean he went to a military space because the military was engaged in all this. It is time for us to no longer, to no longer demand this performative, that's where a president has to be. I could not care less where any president was mm-hmm. two-plus decades later. You can express mm-hmm. the American... Most American people were not at and have never been to any of the sites. The president of the United States doesn't have to be there. I would say that about Trump. I would say that about anybody else. It doesn't matter. That's my opinion. 
But I okay. think you should impeach him over it. Frankly, I think you should say he lied. Therefore, oh. we should impeach him. <laughs> and, and somebody yeah. should open an inquiry. Somebody should get oh. to the bottom of it because somewhere there's a BlackBerry from 2001 that has the information on it. If we could get that BlackBerry, can I show you my two videos? I, 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 under, I understand that, um, you know, you think at some point maybe the tradition would be broken like it was with Pearl Harbor, but. Um, I, I don't think that's a good argument. I think that uh, it shows a lack of deference and a lack of respect for the for the people that uh, died on that day. And I think um, it's 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 such a tragic and sad um, attack on America, unprecedented historical. Um, I don't know. I yeah, as was I Pearl disagree. Harbor. I, I mean, think, yeah, no, okay. So, so we can disagree. Yeah. At some point, a president's not going to go there, unless your idea is that no, there's never going to be a time that a president's not going to go to one of those sites. I just think it doesn't matter to anybody, and we should move on. All right, here's the videos I want to show you. Okay. Um, this was uh, uh, from a speech that Trump gave this weekend. Want your reaction because he's not doing well. His speech is slurred. He misspeaks Obama's name and then tries to double down on why he was talking about Obama, like covering it up, and then says that he basically defeated Obama in an election. And then there's another video where he's talking about Joe Biden's uh, mental decline and the way he's reading, they start playing music over the background of it in this really weird kind of way, you know, really reference, you know, feeling like what places do when they have, you know, dictatorial leaders playing this music over it. And then he misspeaks world war two. And it's just, I felt it was a disaster, but I'm interested in your, your take on it. So, so here they are. There's two of them. They're short. They're like 25 seconds long each. Um, I'll show one, then you can respond. Then I'll show the other one. Is that good? All right, here we go. Sure. Crooked Joe Biden and the radical left thugs who, have weaponized law enforcement to arrest their leading political opponent, and leading by a lot, including Obama. I'll tell you what, you take a look at Obama and take a look at some of the things that he's done, this is the same thing. The country is very divided. And we did with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. All right, so he clearly is reading from a teleprompter, right? I would grant that. Uh, I don't know. I'm really? not sure about that. Okay, here we go again. Tell me if you think he's if he's if he's reading this. Oh, crooked Joe Biden and the radical left thugs who have weaponized law enforcement to I'll grant arrest you, their leaders. He's reading that. Gets to a point. I've read a lot of teleprompters. It's hard. He mistakenly says starts to say Obama instead of including leading Biden. He says Obama, then tries to double down on it, and then says, and we won and we ran against Obama and we beat him. And like I just think he's not doing well. Mm. Do you, do you, when you hear that, see that slurred mm. speech, low energy, slumped over reading, is it, does that surprise you, worry you? Anything for you as a Trump supporter, when you see that, how does it strike you? Oh, Doug. Oh, my gosh. I, I just have to say, I think it's rich that you would. Find a clip of Donald Trump making a mistake in his speech Mm -hmm. when we have the current president that can barely form a sentence, a coherent sentence, does these gaffes 
all the time. I mean, constantly. Um, I wish I had time to just play them all for you. And that bothers uh, you sure about Joe Biden, them. right? That that and, bothers you. And, and well, it bothers me because I don't think we have a coherent cognitive person leading our country. That's very alarming. Very alarming. So you find yeah. one clip of a guy. Have you ever had a bad day? Yeah, dude, dude. I'm not, I'm just saying. Does this concern you at all? Yeah. And look, if you want to say Trump had a bad day, he's tired, he's worn out, this is all taking a toll on him, he's a 77-year-old man, does it worry you? Because you tell me regularly how worried you are about Joe Biden. I'm worried about Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's too old to be running for president. I think Donald Trump is too old to be running for president. But do you think Donald Trump is in a space that makes him capable of running for president. All right, let's try one more. One bad night. Okay, Okay. fair enough. Make all the excuses, buddy, you want. I'm just asking you, does it bother you? So I guess you're saying no, but here's here's one more. We have a man who is totally corrupt and the worst president in the history of our country. By the way, their music. Who is cognitively impaired, in no condition to lead, and is now in charge of dealing with Russia and possible nuclear war. Just think of it. We would be in World War II very quickly. I'm just telling you, man, both of these uh, 77 and nearly 80-year-old men doing this, Trump who can't read the words on the teleprompter, and then whatever that weirdness is, I just think there's weird stuff going on. I think it doesn't bode well for him. You seem to not be concerned. You're like, one bad day, one bad outing, you know, you're like, because you're a solid hockey goalie who can win a championship and then have a, a tough outing. If that's all it is, then just go ahead and say that. I think there's something more there. I think this slurred speech stuff, I think this late, late in the evening thing, I think th- this is not good for America that we have leading Republicans, leading Democrats who have these kinds of vulnerabilities. You don't see a problem. You, you only see the problem on one side of the equation is what I'm asking. What I see is, first of all, I noticed that the uh, tagline at the bottom of that video on MS. DNC uh, with Morning Joe uh, definitely did not want anyone to miss that. That he said World War II instead of World War Three. Yeah. O M G. Okay. So again, it doesn't bother you. That's yeah, that's it's, it's, well. First of all, bias of the press once again, making sure I I, I highly really? doubt that it's not it's not I clarifying what he did and making sure that his actual words were communicated clearly to the American people. <laughs> yeah. How often have you seen a, uh, a, a phrase at the bottom when, you know, Biden thinks his uh, sister is his wife? I mean, are they going are you going to see that at the bottom when he goes? Well, you uh, must yeah, have oh, seen wait, it somewhere. Thought, Casey, oh, you must I have thought, seen <laughs> that was my wife. Well, this is my sister. Yeah, yeah. Do you well, see the caption at the bottom saying Biden thought his wife was a sister? I'm I'm guessing the only reason you saw that is because someone literally did put that out with that description on it, and that's how you know it happened because no, you're not watching no. Joe Biden footage. So no. yeah, I think it's exactly uh why you saw it and that stuff exists in the world. Yeah. But but again, doesn't bother you. Like it bothers you about it Biden. Bother me. It doesn't Does, bother me. Okay, now let's talk about the age thing. Okay. 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 First of all, um, 
I didn't see slurred speech. I saw him uh, maybe misreading a teleprompter. Who knows? Maybe the teleprompter was wrong. Maybe it said Obama. Maybe it said World War II. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he was intending to use Obama because, and that was like either a Freudian slip or kind of a intentional thing where he's like, basically Obama is behind a lot of this. So he defeated Obama because Obama was trying to help Hillary defeat him in the 2016 election. I'm sure that's what he meant. So who knows? Who knows? That's very possible. So no slurred speech. He he misspoke a couple words. That's not a concern. Now, let me talk about the age thing. Okay. Age and cognition are two different things. I know a lot of people in their 80s who are sharp, sharp as a tack. I personally know them. Yeah. So, yeah, age can be a factor in someone's health and in someone's mental acuity, but it's not the sole factor. You can take two people the same age. You can take two two people that are 80 years old and one person's in a nursing home and can barely function and barely speak and they have no cognition. And another one is extremely sharp. Yeah. So you can't go by age alone. Now, no, I understand. No, that's why I was showing you videos. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that um, what you're trying to say is age disqualifies them both. No, no, that's not the issue. Uh, the uh, cognition of one and they happen to be older and the cognition of another who happens to be almost as old are two different things. Yeah, no, and I agree. I'm not saying okay. every person. I'm saying these two. These two people at their ages. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying generally. I mean, look, yeah. No, uh, no, I'm the, not the saying the presidency is a pretty presidency is a pretty tough pretty tough job. I'm just asking yeah. if if these behaviors concern you because a lot of Democrats, a lot of Americans are concerned about Joe Biden's age because he's a sitting president mm-hmm. and will win the next election and people have a lot of concerns about that. I think it's a valid concern. You don't well, think I'm, it's a valid concern when it comes to the red hat guy. No, it's yes. it's a valid concern when it comes to someone who does this over and over and over again. And there's an obvious decline going on yeah. with someone who is already our president. Okay. Now you pull out one clip, one speech, dude, it's you find just a couple of misspoken okay. words and you're like, Oh no, he's on the same level as Joe. Oh, oh my gosh. For sure. Way, way worse. Look, look, I only bring it up because when Donald Trump was president, his own doctors recommended that he have a cognitive ability test and a dementia test. And he told us that he did. Donald Trump did told us that he had that test. So I'm not saying, look, somehow I'm not pulling out one clip. I'm saying this has been a four-year conversation, three-year conversation about the man, maybe closer to four years since he did, you know, camera, woman, man, dog, whatever, like that whole, that whole thing. It's been way up in people's concern areas. You're not concerned. Point taken. Mm -hmm. Point taken. Uh, I'm, I'm deeply concerned, but you are concerned, but you are concerned about Biden. Age and yes. cognitive ability, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so fair enough. Another thing about about when you bring up, the, I love how you you bring up the cognition test with Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't most people that are in their mid seventies aren't, aren't they like on just a regular 
wellness checkup. You know, you're supposed to go to a doctor once a year for an annual visit. When you're getting up in years, isn't that just part of the the wellness check, the annual visit when you're getting up that no. age? No. It's not? Not if there's not a concern for it. No. Okay. I mean, it's a, well, they I'm brought in a, a specialist. He even, descri- he even described. Even <laughs> described. Uh, well, you are as apparently because you know what is normal. Uh, no, they, they brought in a specialist, it just and they sounds don't normal to me. I mean, well, it, it's it not. Like they they don't always bring in. You check no. out your heart. You check out your brain. Yeah. You check no, out look, your whole body. I mean. Okay. Fair enough. Like but ask ask the these ask these sharp as attack eighty year olds that you know. When the last time is that they went to a doctor and the doctor then said, we're going to bring in a specialist and have you go to a separate special appointment around a cognitive ability and dementia test. And if they say, oh, no, that happens every single time. Let me know. Send me a text. I'll be glad to. We'll talk about it here. You're going to find out. No, they don't. And even presidents don't always have that. It's only when there's circumstances and situations. Well, when that is present Joe Biden going to have his? Because I think everybody would probably say just by watching him and looking at him that he needs a test. Fair enough. Why is he? Why isn't he bringing that up? I, I that that's a great question. I, I somebody he, should look. Somebody should ask the doctor, just like yeah. they had to ask Trump's doctor. Why did you recommend this, or why aren't you recommending it? Great question, and it won't be personal when the press asks questions of a president, or a former president, or a candidate for the presidency, probing difficult questions. It shouldn't be taken you, as a personal attack of hatred. I guarantee <laughs> you. That's my point. Guarantee you, and there's no way for me to prove it. It's impossible, but I guarantee you that if Trump was the president right now, and he was speaking the way that Joe Biden regularly speaks on camera, the press would be losing their minds. When are you going to have the test? When are you going to have the test? When are you going to have the test? You need a cognition test. When are you going to have the test? They would be going crazy, and they're not. That's some fine yeah. speculation. I, I don't. I don't know that it is. No. No one was. No one was doing that with Trump until his doctor did it. So I'm just saying the press doesn't tend to do that. That's not. That's not how Trump ended up with his test. That's not I'll how. Have to go back and look at some footage on that one. Yeah, fair enough. The <clears throat> press. The press wasn't wasn't doing that. Um, so okay. Uh, I think this was a good day. This was long. You know, we remember when we said, "Hey, let's do this thing, and it'll be like uh, we'll do it for like 45, 45 minutes. minutes." I don't think I don't. Yeah. I don't think we need an hour. Remember that? <laughs> we haven't even done music. Casey, are you still in a space where you can do some music, or are you are you musicked yeah. out? Yeah. All right. So here's yeah, the no, thing, I'm friends. Uh, Casey and I bond on lots of things. We're friends. We do go after this, um, uh, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have an argument about this and that. Um, uh, but we're also going to play a little music uh, for and to each other. So, because uh, we do that together. Too. I'm a new music player, about a year and a half. Casey is a long-term music player with great accomplishments and abilities. So uh, just a little treat for anybody that sticks around for an hour and 27 minutes on this thing. <laughs> if they're still here, they're going to tolerate some music or they're going to hang up real fast on this video. Uh, all right, Casey, it's all yours, buddy. All right, I gotta get warmed up here just a little bit. You warm it up. Hey, these are gonna be the sultry sounds coming to you from Colorado, and this is the one you love, Casey Franklin.
You got a heart of gold, buddy. That's great. <laughs> Casey Franklin with a heart of gold. Hey, uh, listen, uh, I just picked up the harmonica uh, like two days ago. So, wow, I'm still I'm still learning. All right, so I've still been working learning. on Blackbird. Just this little, uh, just this little opening part of this ditty. Let me start again. That's fun. Hey, I have this uh, I have this theory uh, that you have to be bad before you can be good. To be bad oh, at things. And it's best to be point. bad at things in front of people before you ever get good. Because if you're not willing to be exactly. bad, you're just never going to exactly. get good. So uh, exactly. you know, I'm, on my, I'm on my way to getting good by just being so profoundly bad. My wife keeps, <laughs> my wife keeps saying, at some point, will you not be so bad? Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, right. you know, I want to I say something about that song. Uh, number one, that is a very difficult song, um, especially for a beginner. But uh, to pull that song off well takes a lot of practice, and it's it's a beautiful song. And the other thing I wanted to mention about the song is that the idea of a blackbird singing in the dead of night, I don't know if you knew this, mm -hmm. is actually symbolic of doing something that you have never done before. Really? Because blackbirds don't sing at night? That's the idea? That's the... Yep, exactly. So you're supposed to take these broken wings, learn to fly. It's supposed to make you think about your own brokenness. How do you like that? And the realization that uh, we need to be the one to learn to set set yourself free. Hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of hidden meaning in that song that I think is very profound, my friend. That's beautiful. Love it. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. Love you, Casey. Thank you for all this. Hi. Thanks for being uh, my friend. Thanks for being a part of uh, Red Hat, Blue Hat. Thanks to everybody. Uh, it was such an active chat today. 249 comments, Casey. 240, oh 249. If you're watching this any, on... Is there anybody that likes me out there? Yeah, That's of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, you see right here. Yes, there are. Yeah, see, you hear, you hear it uh -huh. all the time. Um, all right. Uh, the... Um, uh, I got to recruit some more Patriots. I can see. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, look at this. Got to agree. Got to agree with Casey on this one. So yes, of course, oh. Casey, you're not, you're, you're not left alone. Hey, hey um, thanks, man. of course. Yeah. Uh, 
And if you're, if you're watching this somewhere and you're like 249, now 253 comments, 253 comments, we put this out on multiple channels. So you could be watching this on a different Facebook profile than somebody else or YouTube, which is our primary place. So any of you who are still watching at this point, make your way over to YouTube and experience all of our podcasts three days a week over there on YouTube. That's better for us and just helps us connect with people. It's easier to follow up on all the rest of it. Um, so we want to put it out in places that are easy for you. But if you don't care and you want it to be easier for you and easier for us and more engagement, YouTube's a place. All right. Uh, so that's it. Casey, maybe we'll talk to you next week or the week after, huh? Hey, buddy. Hi, buddy. Okay. Yep. See you, buddy. Ultimate. Yeah. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.